welcome to yet another episode of the Conversations with Langosi podcast. As you know, guys, this is Sabwe Women's Month. Um, my apologies for my slight disappearance there. Um, as you know, we are in the middle of a pandemic and yeah, we experienced a passing like at home and, and, and so yeah, but let me not waste any more time and get into which amazing woman of color we are going to be um, talking about today. Um, I did write about her in my blog. Um, I'm going to drop the link below so that you actually, you know, just click on it and read if you don't feel like listening or if you've listened but you're still looking for the written content. Um, but yeah, let me so much just get into it. I'm super excited because I'm very, very fond of this lady. She's a phenomenal woman of color, an amazing black woman, a revolutionary, you know, a woman who embodied resilience and, and beauty, you know, in, in one. And um, to those of us that are from Ekuleni, we know how Umama Adelaide Tambo, how she... Her legacy continues to live on in the, 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 the women leaders in our region and um, the women in our region in general. Yeah, so um, let me get into it. And then, yeah, you get to know about one of my faves, guys. <laughs> because we fave, yeah, Muma Masana. Like literally a whole fave. Nah. Tambo, as she was affectionately known, was born on the 18th of July in 1929. Mama Adelaide Francis Tambo, also known as Nyechukudu, was from a place called the Top Location, which was in Ferienigeng in the Val Triangle. Mama Tambo's political career kick-started when she was only 10 years old. Now, this was after she witnessed the police raids following an uprising in the top location, Eferienichung. An officer had been killed, and Mama's grandfather, who was 82 at the time, was humiliated and whipped by the police until he collapsed in the town square. Her grandfather was among the arrested, hence the public humiliation and lynching. Now, guys, with that police who was killed, there was no link or proof for for someone to now go and arrest people that they thought were behind it. Now this also exposes the rot, you know, and, and, and what the, the evil Jay, that that system kept on breeding. Because how the hell would an 82 year old with his granddaughter kill a cop? But that they didn't care. That did not matter. It justified why they did what they did to him. Hey? Now, because of his age, you'd think the police would be sympathetic towards him. But they showed no remorse and little care. They brutally beat him up until he collapsed. 
and young Adelaide had to sit with her grandfather until he regained consciousness. The policemen, who were young enough to be his children, pushed him around, calling him boy, and this did not sit well with young Adelaide. Guys, any son or daughter of the soil knows how we respect our elders. Even when we are angry, we do not swear at them. You don't do that. You don't want to bring curses upon yourself. You do not do that. So as a grandchild and you are witnessing this, guys, obviously it's not going to sit well with you. You are seeing this and you can't do anything at that time. Yo, I the system. The system, guys. Uh-uh. So it was at this moment where Mam Adelaide was introduced to the ugly side of politics as she was to later recount late in her life. Um, in her words, his brutal and humiliating treatment at the hands of the police was the trigger, the deciding factor. And guys, this occurred in the year 1959 when she was a student at the St. Thomas Practicing School in Johannesburg. In, 19, in 1944, at the age of 15, Matambo began working for the ANC as a courier while studying at the Orlando High School. Mama then joined the debate society at school during the time Malan began his apartheid entrenching trip and that was a heated subject for most students. And I mean, you can imagine what Mama came with, ne? The fire that 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 she yeah, that she she came with. Because again, she's talking about something she knows, something she's experienced from a young age. And for Ingane at the age of 15 to be debating about an evil, apartheid, guys, it tells you about the system and how they, they actually didn't care about the future of this country, the, the, the future of the black majority of this country. years went Matambo then joined the African National Congress Youth League at the age of 18 and was elected as the chairperson of the George Koch branch one of her duties was to ensure that more youth league branches were launched in the Transvaal now she successfully launched a branch when she was still a student nurse at the Pretoria General Hospital with the help of these phenomenal women of color. Meshila Musi, Me Mildred Kuzwayo, and Me Nonche Zokwe. Meshila Musi, Me Mildred Kuzwayo, and Me Nonche 
zokwe zimbogotos aha now it was through the ANC youth league that umama met utato or who wasted absolutely no time when it came to asking for her hand in marriage back in 1954 she accepted his proposal two years after and the two tied the knot in 1956 during the treason trial on december now the two were aware of the reality being that their activism would lead to their arrests and so they discussed their political involvement as well as the possibility of growing their family by having children it was at that moment when they decided that one would have to be a full timer in the field of politics while the other had to take full charge of the family matters which also included giving support to the elderly of both their families we're going back to what i told you about ensuring how you respect your elders but also taking care of them and this is one thing i think i i really admired about the tambo family you know mama adelaide and dadu or this nje of them um supporting the elderly of both their families because you can imagine how traumatizing it is you know being a parent to a revolutionary an activist who um the apartheid um system is constantly after you can imagine what their experiences did to them and how they their fears um you know also came to play so with the, the, the them ensuring hore they take care of their elders it 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 it, it guys it it softens my heart it melts my heart it warms my heart because nothing beats e support your family nothing support and consistency and unconditional love in a family is everything literally everything on the 9th of august in 1956 matambo was among the 20000 women who took part in the women's march at the pretoria union buildings now during the december of that year 3 weeks prior her wedding to her husband 155 leading members of the anc were arrested yes and that included utato or yes and they were charged with treason yo guys you can imagine i mean you're looking forward to walking down the aisle but before that even happens your fiance is arrested yo after the shopful massacre of march 21 in 1960 When the lives of our people were stripped from them by the police who opened fire using live ammunition during their protest against the past laws the ANC asked um Utatu Tambo 
and his family to lead the organization from exile once they were settled. Now, Mama's husband left and she followed a few months later. Um, and whilst in London, she continued to work as a nurse to support the family, also resuming her courier post, but for her husband, who traveled extensively. Mama became a founding member of the Afro-Asian Solidarity Movement and the Pan-African Women's Organization. She also assisted in identifying and offered financial assistance to some of the families whose children left South Africa after the 1976 uprisings. Now, in an extract, now, um, Mr. Paul Joseph writes, and I'm going to read it to you. While exiled in London, Adelaide Tambo was a very active member of the ANC and the anti-apartheid movement. She had a strong physical presence, reinforced by a variety of African headdresses and garments, a booming voice, and laughed a lot. With her commanding personality, sometimes almost intimidating, she had an ability to get results. She knew just about every African and Asian ambassador and was highly regarded by the diplomatic corps. Her closest friends were Canon John Collins and his wife Diana and Bishop Trevor Huddleston, but she had many others in Britain, the US, Europe and Africa. She hosted lavish parties in her home in Muswell Hill, which is in North London, where actors, writers, journalists and political figures often visited. But she also held down a job at the nearby Whittington Hospital and did agency work as a district nurse, sometimes putting in up to 20 hours a day. In the ANC women's section, a non-African woman once suggested a speaker's study class for women, but Mama Adelaide strongly rejected that. She said, African women do not need a speaker's study class. They have enough experiences of oppression under apartheid that they can articulate without difficulty. When I came across this extract, this extract, guys, um, I, I, you know, tingles. I felt tingles, and and little sparks in my body, and it was as if they were going up and down my spine because now I could not sit still. Because more than anything, I was impressed, um, inspired, and motivated by the woman that Umama was. Like literally. I mean... And and when she said African women do not need a speaker's study class, eh, well, mama, we didn't need it. Thank you for being our voice. Thank you for being the voice of the voiceless. Thank you for standing your ground and speaking your truth, defending your own. Because we, as an African women, we have endured a lot. Yeah, but... So, fellow women, I hope you learn a thing or two 
if I am going through the most right now and you cannot, you feel as if I failed to articulate it, sit down and ask yourself why my voice trembles whenever I address that thing before you come and call me out on my failure to articulate You know, so I'm just here like we, we, we could learn a thing or two, guys. We could really learn a thing or two. During Obaba's later years, he fell seriously ill and is believed to have suffered a stroke. Now, the couple returned to South Africa in 1990 following the release of Utatu Mandela and the unbanning of political organizations. Now, Utatu Mandela insisted that Utatu O.R. remained president of the African National Congress. And to those of you who don't know, Tato O.R. has quite an amazing um, history. It's rich. But also, hey, this man, we're going to talk about him because, wow, um, we're going to talk about the Tambo family. Um, this is just a summary, but it's, 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 I feel like it has more than enough information, you know, for you to know about the queen that this woman was, the life that she lived, the influence that she had, and how she used her voice to speak for those who couldn't at the time. Mama was a member of um, South Africa's democratically elected parliament from 1994 to 1999, my birth year. And one of the many things I love Mama for was her honesty. She did not stand for a second term. We could learn a thing or two, comrades. Com, com, my com, my comrades. We could learn a thing or two. She allowed others the chance. A queen. A whole madam president, literally. Hi, we could learn a thing or two, my com. We really could. Mama Tambo also led 11 members of the ANC Women's League, NEC, which she had rebuilt after her return to South Africa. Now, in a walkout protesting at Mama Winnie's presidency of the organization and the disappearance of funds, that is what happened, guys. So, um, to those of you who don't know, Mama, Mama Adelaide and Dati Tambo are the ones that actually introduced Umama Winnie. To Utatu Matiba. So you can imagine when Mama Tambo is now the one who is leading the 11 members of the ANC Women's League, NEC, in a walkout protesting at Mama Winnie's presidency of the organization and the disappearance of funds. It tells you something about Mama Adelaide. It really does. You know? And besides her work as the national treasurer of the ANC Women's League, Mama also occupied herself with community work, 
caring for the elderly in old age homes, also launching the Adelaide Tambo Trust Fund for a trust for the elderly, and was honorary life patron of the Cape Town City Ballet. So, guys. With this being said, I'm sure when you listen to the first half of um, this podcast, it would make sense for Mama to come back and do this. Like, literally. I mean, Mama's contribution to the liberation struggle and her commitment to community projects earned her several awards, namely the No Foundation Life Award for initiating the anti-apartheid movement in Britain, followed by the first Or Tambo and Johnny Makatini Freedom Award in February 1995, followed by the Order of Simon Cien for her work for the Anglican Church and Disadvantaged Communities in July 1997. Now, this is the highest order given by the Anglican Church for distinguished service by lay people. And in 2002, the Order of Boa in gold. That is your guys. Mama passed away on the 31st of January 2007 on a Wednesday in her Hyde Park home at the age of 77. She was given a state funeral. The funeral, which was held at the Watville Stadium in Ekurleni, was attended by thousands. And among the mourners was the late former president of Zambia, may he so rest in peace, Utato Kenneth Kawunda. Mama was laid to rest beside her husband in the Tamboville Cemetery, named in their honor. The Tambos are survived by their three children and their children. Mama Tambo's story and the life she lived is not only a beautiful one, but an inspiration. She was a sister, a friend, and a mother to those around her. She led with grace and humility and never changed the person she was in order for her to be accepted. She embraced her Africanness and was able to fill the void between the educated ones and the oppressed through speaking her truth and standing her ground. She advocated for African women to be accepted as they were, irregardless of their way of articulation, because she understood how oppression impacted their lives. Mama's spirit continues to live on in the lives of women from the Ekurleni region. I see it in the way the veterans of the Women's League handle situations. I am blessed. In fact, I am beyond blessed having to witness the resilience she embodied shine through the words and actions of the women I have crossed paths with, the likes of Me Antinya Tela, the late Sister B, Me Doram Lambo, Me Dombi Merkwe, the late Mamlindi Lassindwa, um, and even in the young women, your um, Miss Miboni Mshongo, 
Maxichaba Makubedu, Zandile Chabalala Masego, Bunte Pasha, Limaine, Apiwem Bame. The list is endless, guys. That's why I'm saying her legacy continues, you know, and it's just here like wow, what a beautiful um thing to witness. But it's 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 also it's inspiring having to see you know certain traits as gamma matambo in the older and the younger generation that alone gives me hope that which abo mama adelaide tambo and the 20000 women who took to the streets to protest against the past laws on the 9th of august that which they were fighting for was not in vain their spirits continue to live on hence the importance of actually telling their stories when we are granted the opportunity because we live in a, a time where not all our history is given to us as the black majority because the system hey yeah no Anywho, I hope that this podcast was informative. This episode, I hope you found it fruitful. Um like I said, we are going to dive deeper, but um as you know, it's Women's Month. We are celebrating these phenomenal women of color and we are sharing and telling their stories. click on the subscribe button like share comment there's a link that is provided below for you to um send ama voice notes write your voice recordings feel free to do that um and if that's just a lot for you kindly send me an email on the langosirights@gmail.com email um address once again thank you so so much for lending an ear thank you for your time have an amazing women's month i'm looking forward to bringing you the next episode As you know, mine is to support local, buy local, and promote local, right? So, get people of Egoruleni. Bushlengosi is a young black queen who has made it easier for us daughters of the soil to slay in our dukes. Yes, we can buy head wraps and matching masks. We may be faced with COVID-19, but that doesn't stop us queens from slaying whilst abiding. And it, guys. <laughs> see what i did there anywho 
like I said, people of Ekurleni, she is based in the region. But also, if you are in the Gauteng province, she does deliver. But there is that delivery fee that goes in Kaha Papal Pezolo. If you're wondering how the pricing starts from 60 Rand going up, not only does she have masks and dukes, but she also um, makes beautiful custom-made denim backpacks, sling bags for men and women based on, you know, if there's a specific material that you want, you can request it and get it done. I love them so, so much. Like Jonga. So in case you're wondering how to hit them up, Facebook, Ngosi Designs. Um, they have a website, Ngosi Designs. Um, on Instagram, Ngosi.designs. Now that's the handle. And the contact details are 066-346-7362. That is WhatsApp and 081-535-3220. Support local, buy local, promote local.